Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is a superstar plastic surgeon. I'm really excited about this conversation. I have Dr. Quinton Chivers with me. He is a plastic surgeon with tons of experience in body contouring and post weight loss abdominal plasty. He's one of the best plastic surgeons across Canada, has trained in every center in Canada, and happens to be married to one of my good <laughs> friends from medical school. So Dr. Chivers, thank you for being with me. Sasha, I am so glad to be here. We've talked about doing this for almost half a decade, and we finally <laughs> made it happen. I finally figured out how to use Zoom. I, I fully admit my social media is not uh, the greatest, so we're trying to figure that around for uh, the year in terms of many things. Sasha's just finished telling me my AG1 greens is horrible. Well, it's not horrible. She said it's probably a waste of money. So I'm finally so happy to get here and to get some of your advice too. Uh, I think a lot of your messaging is uh, so on point with women empowerment and you know weight loss and taking a whole holistic approach to it. I take that approach with my patients as well. And I'm just sad it's not for men. So this is the only way I can get my information from you. So <laughs> I'm here to do a podcast with you and I'll have to do it monthly to get some advice. I oh. love it. I love it. Well, those of you who want to follow along on social media, Dr. Chivers Quinn goes goes by what? Uh, Canadian Plastic Surgery. Is that yeah, what Canadian Plastic your... Surgery Center is our yeah. uh, is, uh, is what uh, we've uh, gone by for the last decade, but most people still follow both. And we just built a new uh, operating facilities, which is three years in the works, uh, right next to the dermatology office. And we can, I have hospital privilege as well, but uh, it depends on uh, just the patient, you know, young, healthy patients can be done well in a private center and anyone that's got medical comorbidities or needs uh, overnight care or more uh, intense medical managing than in the hospital for sure. And it's just picking the thing that's best for patients. Amazing. Okay. Well, this isn't part, like we're going to get into the conversation, but Quinn and his wife, Renita, who's my friend, are the co-founders of both Canadian Dermatology Center and Canadian Plastic Surgery Center. So they are phenomenal clinicians, they're phenomenal entrepreneurs, they're doing really good things, they have a huge team, amazing team, so you can all go check them out. Okay, let's talk. I wanted to talk, I wanted to bring you on because there is overlap in what we do, and then there is distinct differences in what we do, and I think it's not always really clear to the public. So let's just start by talking. I just want to jump into liposuction, sculpture. A lot of people will go to those kinds of procedures for weight loss. Let's talk so, about that. <laughs> so, so there's nothing different from us. You know, it's sad for me to hear that uh, for you because I'm on board with all of your messaging. You know, like plastic surgery and um, body contouring procedures are not a weight loss tool. They are contouring a patient's body, you know, in areas that are uh, difficult to lose weight or permanently changing the shape of someone's body, uh, but they're definitely not weight loss. And, and, you know, this is something that we review with every patient, you know, and it's not necessarily if someone's heavier or lighter necessarily when uh, obviously you want them to be safe to have surgery, uh, but they want to be at a stable weight and a weight that they are happy with and that they're able to maintain and that, you know, that's, that's medically as good as possible for them. And, and then, you know, then it's the right time to have surgery, you know, just uh, cleaning excess skin up and contouring the body to 
make it, you know, elevate people's self-confidence and, and make them as comfortable in their skin as they can possibly be. But obviously you want someone to be at as healthy a target weight as possible. And I encourage that for all of my patients. Yeah. Is liposu- does liposuction improve metabolic health? No, because, oh, I mean, no, no, because liposuction, I mean, even in Canada is limited to right off the bat, you can't even liposuction more than five liters by law in Canada. Uh, anything that you're going to create big hemodynamic changes. And and there's, that's where a lot of these people are, are unfortunately even passing away internationally when you go to places like um, not all doctors, but, you know, Mexico or Dominican and, and even in Florida and stuff like that. You know, they're liposuction in huge volumes. They get bleeding. Liposuction is one of the most dangerous procedures in plastic surgery. Everyone just assumes that liposuction is uh, is one of the safer procedures. You're using a blood mm-hmm. cannula blindly through, you know, multiple tissues and you create a lot of trauma and bleeding. And and the body's reaction to that is often to release fluid and swell and and you create a lot of hemodynamic instabilities which can be, you know, life-threatening for patients. But right off the bat, you can't do more than five liters. That's not a lot, right? Five liters, and no one's even really going to push that boundary because that's when you get problems. So you're even if you're at three liters and you're at like six pounds, well, six pounds for most people isn't going to make a lot of difference in their overall shape. And and for that to be kind of taken off in a, in a, in a nice way, contouring uh, to create a smooth contour, that's difficult as well. So it's really just to emphasize, you know, areas that, people after they've lost all their weight have problems losing. So love handles, you know, outside hips, uh, very, under chin, various areas where you're permanently removing fat and those fat cells, you know, won't grow back. So those fat cells won't expand or contract ever again. But if you gain weight, you'll still gain weight. If you lose weight, you'll still lose weight. You're not counteracting any of the metabolic uh, activity of any of that other fat, any of the visceral fat, which is so bad for all of us. It is not a weight loss procedure. It is a contouring procedure to make help and it helps uh, to make look make you uh, most confident in whatever shape you're most confident in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I read some stuff about liposuction actually worsening fatty liver because there's more fat deposition in the liver. Is that true, false? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think maybe initially when you're doing liposuction, maybe there's some fat that's going through, through the bloodstream and and collecting in places. I, I don't think so. I think most of the fats, uh, you know, permanently removed and altered. And I think it's a great procedure for contouring and shaping. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think metabolically it's going to have huge volumes. The one thing I would say is sometimes if you contour uh, somebody when they're probably a little bit uh, heavier, it might give someone, you know, a false illusion that they're potentially a healthier shape and, and you know, weight loss is always best for changes in any metabolic or medical health reasons uh, for liposuctions uh, an aesthetic treatment for sure mm-hmm. okay i think you put it so well because i think most people don't think of it as like you're, you're almost describing it as like you do the weight loss first and this is for down the road after you've lost your weight and you just want to you know improve aesthetically and improve the contour i think most people think of, like do people come to you asking for it as a weight loss procedure all uh, all day long and, and all body contouring procedures forget just liposuction you know there and again it's not a weight require i mean you want to realistically be definitely be under a bmi of 40 you know that's the hard cut off of of uh, the province again 35 ideally but you know it's not a weight number because there's people you know that are 200 pounds that have come from 600 or 400 and they are they're happiest they've never looked so good they've had bariatric surgery they've lost their weight diet and exercise bypass Ozempic, whatever they've done to lose that weight, and they are happy 
at 200 pounds and it is the best weight they've been. And then you're cleaning off tons amount of excess skin and it's the right time to operate for that person because they're never going to be a person that's 130, 140 pounds. Then there's a mm-hmm. the person that, you know, COVID has been horrible to. They've done whatever's happened in their life emotionally or uh, eating wise and pandemic wise. And they're in my office at 200 pounds, heaviest weight they've ever been. Absolute worst time you can operate on that person because, you know, diet and exercise is, is, is and, and, and whatever else they have to do for weight loss are the cornerstones of getting them back to a weight. And that's when you're going to have loose skin and something to operate on. I describe it all like, you know, especially tummy tucks. I know we're going to cross those bridges when we get there, but it's like, it's like making a hotel bed. I can take the wrinkles out of the the bed, but if there's visceral fat, if there's a pillow underneath the blanket, you can only pull the blanket sheet down uh, so much and you can't do anything with the visceral fat. You're not going to contour. You're not going to be able to contour that. So weight loss is key. Hmm. Yeah, that's such a, such a good visual because we're, we're all thinking about the bed with the pillow now. Um, yeah. Okay, can we talk a little? I know nothing about. I keep drinking my greens yeah. plus. It's okay <laughs> tasting. I don't think it does anything. I need see. I need a tip from you. Okay, tell tell us your thoughts on AG one right. greens plus. All right, it'll be a Quinn back and forth. Being super healthy, drinking his like vile <laughs> green drink in a clear it's glass. Expensive, expensive vile green drink that he's oh, got his wife on too. Overpriced. This is and what happens. <laughs> and he's on a subscription plan, everyone. So I, it's accumulating in my house and at work, <laughs> and I can't get into the Sasha High uh, Metabolic Clinic because uh, you know I've not been allowed due to my uh, gender. So you know, if, hey, if she could just give list. me that little tidbit. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. We actually have a wait list for men now. So FYI okay, for, your male, for your male patients. Okay, okay, good. So let's talk about sculpture and cool sculpt and uh, the difference with all of them, like whether it's heat, whether it's cold, what is it doing? And it, like, I honestly thought it was all just like a big, you know, money grab when it first came out, but now legitimate doctors are doing it, but I know nothing about it. So I, I have my own biases. I would really like yep. to learn. So I'm a surgeon. So, you know, I had all those biases you had, you know, it is not surgery. Uh, you are not going to get massive body transformations. But one of the things I've learned since, you know, being in practice with uh, weight loss doctors and all the holistic, you know, tr- multi multidisciplinary uh, treatments, you know, that we can offer, you know, with dermatology and everyone else, there's a role for it. And I guess let's first start off in the science of it. You know, it was invented in uh, sick kids, you know, cool sculpt initially, and they found that the kids that were putting popsicles in their mouth were getting uh, almost like a buccal fat removal type treatment. You know, they're reabsorbing fat in their cheeks and they were getting dimples. And Cool Sculpt uh, was one of the first to market, as uh, most people know it. And it's offering, you know, it's it's in improvements. It's 20 to 30% improvements. And we can talk about the right patient because uh, that transfers back to looking at the patient holistically and what their needs are and when there's a need for surgery, when there's a need for not surgery. Cool Sculpt has problems. There's something called paradoxical fat gain, which is really weird. And I didn't even believe in this at first, but then uh, now the company, you can read all about it. Allegan's paying a whole bunch of uh, settlement cases. People, for some reason, you know, a subset of the population, pretty high amount when there's a couple uh, celebrities, actually one in the Niagara region, you can read all about. Um, They gain weight in the areas as opposed to lose weight. I don't know what happens to the cells, but there's some sort of cell stimulation and immune response where the body actually increases the fat production in the area completely uh, opposite of what you'd want to do. And that was one of the first generations. And now we've gone on to body sculpting. And then now there's uh, devices, basically, if you go above or below uh, seven degrees above or below uh, the temperature of fat, the fat 
enters into program cell apoptosis and the fat cells die in those areas. So cool sculpt majority of the time works in those areas, but now they're finding heat. So we have new devices. The newest devices are uh, True Sculpt ID and Flex combined. And if you heat the cells, they undergo the same apoptosis. It's more comfortable for the patient. You don't get some people are getting like almost a frostbite, like a burn, full thickness burn from cool sculpt as well. So complications of that. You don't get the burning effect, even though it is heat, it's only seven degrees above. And you get a little bit, what's better than all that is you get a little bit of skin tightening with heat as opposed to cold. Now, caveat that all with these are non-surgical devices, they work in the right patient. And I use them, right? There's patients that are, you know, not surgical candidates or can't, the, the areas isn't worth a scar because anything that I do is, you know, we try and mask and camouflage scars, but there's areas like uh, potentially like small amounts of fat in your thigh, chin, chin is a great area. I liposuction that too, but some people don't have enough uh, that they need to go under a liposuction. There's other ultrasonic methodologies, there's radio frequency, there's CO2, but there's, uh, you can heat some of that uh, skin up there, underarms, arms themselves. The way you can layer out some of these non-surgical devices, like their little paddles, I call them pucks, but you can put them in more kind of diffuse areas and then liposuction can potentially uh, access. The big thing is they work. They offer improvements, 20 to 30% improvements on some of those patients. They're the right people to do it on. Is it, you know, is it surgery? Is it a tummy tuck? Is it going to remove excess skin? Is it going to tighten rectus fascia? Is it going to contour your body? No, not the way that surgery will, but there's no scars. And in the right patient, it's the right thing to do. Weight loss is first. Who's the right patient? Who's the right patient? Well, those those people. So people that have um, areas where uh, either surgically a scar isn't, you know, you can remove the excess skin or fat from that uh, area, but, you know, the scar might be worse than or worse aesthetically than, than uh, mm-hmm. the surgery. So people with small amounts of adipose tissue, those are the right, right patients. And patients that are struggling with certain areas uh, that are just, again, trying to, it, they do permanently change the shape of your body. So if you keep on doing it, you'll, you know, you're probably going to get, uh, you know, 20 to 30% decrease in each area, uh, depending on how long uh, you want to undergo treatments. So it's those people that are looking for subtle changes uh, that don't need as much as surgery can offer for the other reasons like skin removal or other things that are going underneath or don't need as much contouring. Hmm. And what do you guys offer? at your center? Everything. That's what's great. And it's not just me. Of course, we have 14 dermatologists. So I don't do any of the non-surgical. I don't do any Botox and fillers and people get deflated after weight loss as well. And just, you know, anti-aging and all that stuff, Botox and fillers to volumize. Uh, We've got, I I could take you on a tour of all the devices. My office is taken over now. I think we spend all of our money on medical devices instead of cars and, uh, and, and greens, we we definitely we, we <laughs> waste subscription, <laughs> subscription <laughs> exactly. No, there's so so from the top. So now this is what I love about medicine too, and 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 good medicine is now we have good options as opposed to you know twenty years ago it was just you know and same as weight loss it was advertising just terrible you know not the best science. Yeah, there's no social people to keep things in check and to actually verify that things are working. The way I like to think about it is, is skin down, right? You probably can relate to this, but you know, like, let's say you're looking at your face, right? You've got like all the surgeons, you know, in New York, the ones that are even charging, you know, 50, hundred thousand dollars for face off, they won't even touch you until you're on a good skincare regimen. So let's talk, you know, you, it's the basics of that. I'm not saying I do all these things. I'm just saying sunscreen, you know, to stop the, uh, the oxidation on your face, 
basically, you know, a vitamin C or a retinol to help increase the collagen buildup. Then after that, you have discolorations, you're looking at like CO2. So you're painting the walls. There's no point in doing a facelift if you're not going to paint the house because, you know, why fix the foundation right. if you're not going to paint the walls? There's no point in doing that. Radio frequency. So then you got the collagen underneath. That's the next thing you do on top of like a CO2 to tighten some of the skin. And this can be done in any areas, whatever, whatever it is, you know, if it's uh, like a little bit of loose, crepey skin on the body. And there's various ways to tighten that collagen. And then we have Althera, which is ultrasonic uh, stimulation. There's like J-plasma and laser, basically to all different ways to tighten that collagen underneath. Then you've got the deeper layers. You've got your your liposuction to access all the, the fats and restructure some of that. And then you've got all the body contouring tissues and facelifts, if you think about it all the same way, breast down to tighten the skin and to fix the foundation. But we've gone away from that windswept look, pulling everything as tight as possible. It doesn't look natural. You want to, you know... Re, you know, fix the foundation of the house and then think about everything in layers. And if you're talking about tummy, you know, you there's no way, no amount of diet next. First, you got to fix the weight enter you and you got to fix the mind because what's the point of doing any of it if you don't feel healthy and happy and you're not going to, you're not going to uh, uh, reap those benefits. Then after that, you've got excess skin, you know, uh, in your abdominal region, no amount of diet and exercise is going to fix that. No amount of diet and exercise is going to fix the rectus diastasis if the muscles are pulled apart. Uh, and that's surgery again, get rid of all the excess skin, tighten up the muscles, breasts are the same. You know, unfortunately, uh, resuspending that my hair keeps falling out, women's breasts keep coming down or you know, need to be reduced in size or, you know, that's surgery. So there's roles for all these things and it's patient, uh, patient education, patient selection, matching what's best for them and having all those tools, all those doctors available, including yourself and more even OBs now joining it. There's just, I mean, it's getting better. Yeah. Wow. I'm honestly, I'm learning so much because, you know, <laughs> I handle the weight loss side and like, let's get people metabolically healthy and let's get them thinking yeah. healthy, like the emotional and the mental wellness. Help! Help. <laughs> You're learning so much and I'm still drinking AG1 green. <laughs> but I honestly, so many of my, of my, of my patients and clients, they're like really struggling with the loose skin after significant weight loss. I did not realize how many options there are. So clearly I need to be sending them to the experts, to you guys. Sasha, I went to the gym all the time when I was a kid. I loved it just because I did it. My dad was a pilot. I don't know. I didn't get into medicine because uh, anyone, not like Renita's family where they're all doctors, but just going to the gym and reading magazines, you know, the information was horrible. And then I did a couple of the, I forget what it was called, the Olympic nutrition course. I, I think I told you that one before and everything's changed again. And you know, everything the doctors talk about in weight loss changes, 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 changes. And now I'm again, trying to lose weight and going through all that. And now we're on all the whole foods and I, and diet and exercise and sleep, of course, are all essential, but I'm relearning it all over again. And I hope you can continue to, I'm going to keep watching your podcast. That's for sure. As long as you don't <laughs> kick off the voice. <laughs> Love it. Everything's okay. changing all the time. Everything is always changing. Okay, let's talk about post massive weight loss, body contouring and abdominoplasty. I had a patient of mine that I sent to you. She had just, you know, she was so grateful, phenomenal results after she had lost well over a hundred pounds. You changed her life. Well, she changed her life and then you, you know, changed her body afterwards and she was so grateful. And um, so let's talk about that. What, what is that? Like you, you kind of are the guy in Canada for <laughs> the, the, you know, significant, significant weight loss and then body contouring afterwards. Right. 
I love it. I love it. Uh, that those are the patients a lot of times I do in the hospital, but it's some of the surgeries are done in the private center too, but just think of it as body contouring on steroids. You know, these are people that have had massive changes in their life, both, and it encompasses everything. Like I'm sure you, you're starting to see more and more of these patients. And a lot of these patients even struggle uh, with their weight after, cause, uh, uh, you know, that bariatric surgery is now covered in Ontario. So, uh, some of it is, uh, you know, the Ruan wise and, uh, or other bariatric surgeries, gastric bypass, but these patients lose massive amounts of weight, like off, most of them uh, over a hundred, a lot of them over a hundred pounds and they still need help from you as well, because a lot of them struggle with regain and emotional issues and all the issues that sometimes aren't fully resolved and they have to work through them very quickly as they lose their weight as well and uh, still struggle with it even after surgery and stuff too. So, but surgically they're some of my favorite patients because uh, exactly the transformations are, are are wonderful to see these patients both surgically and mentally and, and uh, help wise. So they're usually a great group of people to work with. And there's just lots of, lots of uh, things we can do. So like, what are you doing? Are you like, what parts of the body are you able to tackle? And, and are you doing it all in one go? Like, I, I really have no concept of how the whole thing, how the whole thing works. Pulls together. So when you lose massive amounts of weight, you know, you have excess skin and everyone's a, a little bit different in terms of where their target areas are, but you essentially, you know, lose volume from all over your body. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are, everyone has their different wish list, but tummies, breasts, uh, arms, thighs, face deflates as well. And so all of those are areas for targeting and depending on how much weight they lose, because some people can be over 200 pounds. Uh, or if they're small, you know, just proportionate to their frame, you know, they get distended in different ways. So some of them even need circumferential abdominal plasties, bra lift excisions, contouring down their, their axilla, their arms, you know, it extends out vertically, however far it needs to extend out, face and neck and thighs, inner thighs. And a lot of times still, even after all that weight loss, this is where liposuction is good procedure. You know, they still have oddly adipose areas that are just, you know, not lost through various things like the surgery and even, you know, targeted exercise and treatment. Some of them even still go on medications like Ozempic and stuff like that to help them with their weight loss as well. But they still have areas, you know, like at their their flanks or their saddlebags and those still need to be contoured as well. It just depends on whatever they want to do. A lot of them have medical reasons too, you know, to get the surgeries done. They have rashes or intertrigo and uh, underneath their breasts or underneath their their stomach folds and they want to you know correct those things at the same time so there's partially partial coverage for some of these procedures as well and partial medical necessary reasons to get it done uh, so we try and help out wherever we can because uh, it's a lot of surgery uh, for most of them and you know financially it can be a big thing for a lot of these people and not everyone has to get it done you know i'd never never pressure anyone that's the biggest thing with any of my consultations i offer free consultations for these people but for everybody just because they always think they're interviewing me but i'm interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me just to make sure we're a right fit right make sure they're uh psychologically ready for uh surgery and um, that i can help and i never want anyone to ever feel pressured just give lots and lots of education and i love what i do it keeps me here and helping uh, these types of people it's just great yeah, oh, that's amazing. Are you doing it all in one go? Like, can you do all of those procedures in one sur- like massive surgery day? Or are you doing it in a step- stepwise approach? No. So yeah, uh, you want to limit surgery. Number one, too, a lot of these people, you know, that are massive weight loss, they have uh, a lot of comorbidities, you know, there's a lot of comorbidities when you've been 400 pounds, you know, people have, depending on their age, you know, they have heart problems, knee problems, 
you know, diabetes or metabolic problems, you know, so you got to keep that all into consideration. Generally with any surgery, you know, in a private center, you kind of want to keep it definitely below six hours, you know, probably a little bit less than that. So you're probably doing one or two procedures in the hospital, you know, probably about eight's the limit, uh, six to eight hours. And then how many surgeries you can combine really depends on how big a person is, right? So some of them are even men uh, or people that are still over 200 pounds, you know, if they're six feet tall plus. Um, so there's just more area to operate on. So um, if they're really small though, and they're like 130 pounds, you can do three, three, sometimes four operations that's pushing it. And, you know, they have to have a really good hemoglobin beforehand, no medical comorbidities, be willing to probably accept transfusion risks. Usually three is kind of the max, occasionally four if they're really, really small, but it's their choice as to what they kind of want to pick. And then sometimes there's some logistics in terms of the surgery. You know, you want to start with potentially all stomach, breast and arms. So you're not flipping them around in the surgery time, increasing the length of time or all tummy where you're doing a circumferential just some of the things just technically that come into play, but usually less than six hours in a private center, less than eight hours in the hospital, barring everything's uh, okay medically for them to to do it in a private center or that um, uh, even in a hospital, you know, you just want to get them checked out. We send a lot of stuff off, you know, bariatric patients have problems with their iron. And so we oftentimes will one, if they can get it up on their own or take care of Max or IV infusions or else uh, sometimes now we're actually connected with one of the uh, hospitals has an IV, or sorry, not an IV, an iron nurse, the iron maiden. Um, and she sees everyone preoperatively. And uh, mostly it's done for, you know, it started off as some of the orthopedic patients that were elderly, but then we realized a lot of these metabolic patients have these same deficiencies. And so anyone that suffers from that, you know, that's some people, you know, just iron tablets are not going to absorb infusions still don't get them up for whatever reason. Um, so there's lots of reasons for anemia. Sometimes they seem to need to see a hematologist, but we try and maximize that as much as possible. Now they're even giving erythropoietin to get red blood cells up just to one, make sure everything's safe. Otherwise your transfusion risk was you're okay, but you don't want to jump into that. And two, uh, they'll just feel better after surgery. No one's going to feel great uh, walking around with a hemoglobin of 70 after surgery, uh, especially a large surgery. And the better we can do to maximize that preoperatively, the better. Again, these are big patients, even though everything applies, even for, for private center, you know, that's always something we do to a blood test, just make sure someone's hemoglobin is good. There's lots of sickle cell patients or people walking around with menorrhagia or heavy periods that just don't know that their hemoglobin's low and don't know that's the reason why they have absolutely no energy. So sometimes we find stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And for the people who can't undergo body contouring, but they have a lot of loose skin, you mentioned radio frequencies that would, would that be where you would send someone? Are there creams that can work? Like, are there non-invasive procedures or techniques that that can be offered? In the right patient. So, and you know what? I will even caveat that, you know, now like some of the, like the, the heating devices that are also like contouring. And the other one is True Skull Flex, which is building muscle. And so, you know, obviously uh, exercise is a, a great thing, but there's lots of, I'm, we're next to the biggest LA fitness series in Canada and all those bodybuilders come over too, more than anyone. Cause there's areas where you just can't contour as much, even muscle growth and those areas to build stuff out. Like, you know, like your potentially your buttocks or something like that. You can fill in X, you know, uh, tissues that are deflated with ex- extra muscle growth, but non-surgically now there's like Morpheus, so radio frequency, Althera, CO2 radio frequency, microneedling, injectables, Sculptra, there's definitely things that can be done, just caveat with it's not surgical. So people that have small amounts of loose skin, you know, in areas that are like inner thighs and stuff like that, you can make improvements for sure. Hmm. 
So good to know. So yeah. good to know. You're going to get some more referrals from me. <laughs> just here, that. honestly, it's just here to, to educate. And as long as people are educated and know what they are going to expect, I think that's the big yeah. thing. Expectations, right? right? Always under promise, over deliver. Don't sell people a bag of goods that, you know, is, and that's the problem. And that's the problem for the whole market, right? Like, you know, yeah. people will be like, cool scope, cool scope, cool scope. And I don't even like advertising cool scope because people that have never, you know, to your point, people that have never, you know, put in the work through diet, exercise, bat, gastric bypass, none of that, you know, they call, you know, there it's like I'm 300 pounds. I'm looking for a cool sculpt. And then someone will be, you know, in some of the clinics, you know, they'll sell it to them, which is horrible. You know, it's not what it's for. Yeah, no, I think that that's why you have such a good reputation because your integrity matters, right? And like, you're not just trying to sell people and stuff. You want to serve people and make sure that they're getting the right outcome. And my social media sucks. So I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work on word of mouth. I have to treat people fairly or else I will be completely lost. Well, I think you're doing pretty well there. <laughs> okay. I don't want to take more of your time because I know you need to get home to your children. Thank you so much, Quinn, for coming on. I'm glad this finally worked out. I'm still and... drinking my AD1. I don't <laughs> have any up. tips. <laughs> finish, finish it up. When you start your podcast, I'll come on your podcast and give you tips. How's that? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. So Canadian All Plastic right. Surgery Center, Dr. Quentin Shivers. Thank you so much. This was this was a lot of fun. Appreciate you. All right. Bye, Sasha. Okay. Bye. Take care. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.